Okay, so here's the thought. Okay. Jorge, Janelle, yes. welcome to at the place you're at all the time. We're at the dining room table. Okay. All right, so here's my thought. This episode is interviewing the owner of Bitter Cube Bitters, oh. the guy who makes this stuff. Okay. It's a cool conversation we had at Alma. Have you been there in Northeast Minneapolis, Alma Cafe? Anyways. No, not yet. It was cool, and so I thought, man, it'd be really fun for the intro of this to make a cocktail okay. with these bitters. So I thought, who do I want to come over and just make a cocktail with and yeah. hang out? Uh, so anyways, yeah, thanks. these are these bitters. So then wait, what's the beer for then? Oh, well, I first of all want to start off by saying that I am thankful that I don't have to deal with sponsorship crap that would literally legally require me to... Crack open this perfectly uh, crafted pint of Guinness beer okay. in front of you. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad, too, that you don't have to deal with that. That's... Jorge, Janelle, Sarah, as I'm pouring this uh, dark amber with a malty, frothy head, is are there any adjectives that come to mind? Ooh. It looks... <laughs> um, it looks very smooth. Uh, it looks very bubbly. It looks very frothy. Oh. Um, your thoughts? Anybody else? Any thoughts? I'm gonna imagine that it probably tastes like mother's milk. I, I, like, <laughs> I like how it looks like the darkness is climbing this little dune to uh, a frothy freedom at the top. <laughs> at the top. I don't know about you guys, but whenever all this talk about cocktails and bitters makes me want to crack open a ice cold Guinness, but not any Guinness. The imported. Extra stout Guinness. Now, Jorge, I can't uh, legally require you to pour that near your microphone, but it would be highly... I mean, why not? If the microphone's right here, near my... And he pours it silently. Am I, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Was that, I, I, I don't know, I don't know, know. how to pour it. Right, only... Okay. Okay, maybe I'll drink Ooh. it as, cheers. as, loud, as, hey, as cheers. loud as possible. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers to everybody. Yes. Oh, one, two, three, eye contact four. is so important. Mm -hmm. You're oh, yeah. supposed to have eye contact with your they cheer. They say that in the German culture as well. Oh. I'm always focused on the glasses. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just going to make sure I connect with that. <laughs> I, will, I do want to mention oh. to everybody in complete... What's the word I'm looking for? Transparency. If someone is thinking, well, we got this Bittercube non-sponsorship, thinking that I interviewed him because of this, but we actually, I interviewed Nick, and out of that, as we were talking after the interview, the thought of them it. being a sponsor of the podcast and having some giveaways for it came up, ah. and he suggested uh, throwing these out here. So here, Jorge, you, and Janelle, why am I just saying Jorge, you're here too. That's fine. <laughs> Okay, uh, you guys help me decide. We have two of these packs of six, the variety packs. Okay. Fifty-four ninety-five each at uh, select retailers. Uh, should I give them away as two big prizes, one per week, or I could split them up, and twelve people that comment on this would get the chance to win. I, I think you split them up. Yeah, most, most bang for buck for everyone. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. All right. Maybe well, the first 12, 12 people. First 12 people to comment <laughs> yeah. in the comment sections. And you have to rate and comment on iTunes. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. 
Just mention Bitter Cube <laughs> in the comments. Oh, and leave the weirdest freaking comment or question. Sarah hates that I say that because it'll get weird questions. Someday. Yeah. Believe that in the title. Bitter Cube bitters also work well in vinaigrettes, marinades, baking, and even as an oh. aromatic garnish on your favorite dish. I have never thought to use it in food. I have not either, but apparently you can. I could see that. I mean, like you would use vanilla extract. That's true. Strider wants a wrapper. Cool. There's a recipe card that, that helps you get started. Is that what this is? Mm. Yes. So in this interview, we talk about this. I ask okay. Nick and told him the fact is most of the people that are listening to this are not cocktail mixologists, cocktailologists, yeah. experts. And so I asked him what not? the should be. Be <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Uh, you, what the best recommendation for to upgrade your home cocktail game is. Okay. And one of the things he mentioned, this bitter set. I feel like, I mean, bitters are fun to have. I like having, like mixing up some bitters and yeah. trying a little bit more trying, on, yeah. my, on my old-fashioned, especially. All right, I'm going to make an old-fashioned. Who wants one? If you're feeling brave. Well, Four? Let's do it. How many cocktails are we, are we going to have? We can, I mean, we can make whatever. Because if we're, we're going to have seven of them, then <laughs> maybe I'll just sip somebody else's for All right, this is an old-fashioned. So, Jorge, what, I made it to the specs of the bitter cube sheet. Yes, okay. Um, this old-fashioned features uh, a, a one-dropper. <laughs> this old-fashioned features one-dropper cherry bark vanilla bitters, a half-dropper of orange bitters, and a half-dropper of Bolivar bitters. Mm. It's really good. Ooh. See, okay. Yeah. That's interesting. And this is what I always imagine doing more bitters in your drink would this this is what would happen. This yeah. would be the result of that. Yeah. Is but what? Is is having something that's more int like like uh, more complex I think, maybe? Yeah. It's well rounded. Right. It's more complex. There are more flavors dancing around mm -hmm. um in the whiskey. Uh but I've for some reason, I think I had it in my head that, like, you can do too, too many bitters, or like that too, too much. Oh yeah, like overpower it. Bad. Yeah. I think you can, because I think I've made a cocktail where sure. it's overpowering the bitters. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's, it has to be the right blend of the. Yeah. And... I mean, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. really that's good. so good. All right, round two. Round two. I'll make something else. Rob, what do we have here? We have the sour. The sour. And this is a brandy sour. And sour, generally speaking, is anything with lemon juice? Or, or is it specific? What makes something a sour? The lemon makes something. Yeah, lemon juice or, I mean, some sours we've seen have uh, lime juice. Okay. Oh, um, like a tequila like a, sour. Tequila sour with lime we juice. We had lime juice. Yeah, that was good. What are they doing? What are they doing? So maybe some kind of citrus. No, I don't care. <laughs> this You're is just not just sharing a secret over there. No, I don't care. I'm just being goofy. I was being weird with you. The Harry Potter escape room has opened. What? Oh, really? The room of requirement. I was trying to email to Sarah. I found out I don't have her email. Yeah, I always want to email you, and I never have your email. <laughs> you guys should maybe correct that right now in this moment. Email it to her right now, and okay. here I'm gonna take this sour, and, and Jorge guys... and I are going to. Well, let's have some when you're done. All right. Cheers. What is your email? 
the Sarah Caitlin. Mm. Oh, that's weird. I have, I do have you on there. That is me. I searched Sarah. You did not. That's tasty. That's a way better sour than any other sour I've made before. It is. It's not too sweet. I like that it's. It's not too sweet, and I like that the lemon isn't overpowering. I think like, that's my problem. My the lemon's always overpowering. Yeah, where it's like, where like all you, you get is just that. Okay. I mean, it's funny to say it because yeah, it's called a sour, but I like it when it's not too sour. Yeah. You know, because you're gonna be drinking a lot of it. Mm. I think. Janelle, thoughts? Yeah. On this drink. Yeah. I love it. It's nope, that's enough. Um, oh, please stop. Moving on. <laughs> uh, just kidding. <laughs> do you like that better than the... Than the yeah, which one do you like more? Oh, so different. good question. I think I like the old-fashioned more. Mm. I do not. I'm a, big fan, I'm a bigger fan of that sour. Yeah. Um, I think I might be too. I one thing that I've noticed too, and one thing that I think cannot be underappreciated in a cocktail is the nose that you get out of it. Because I, yes. I mean, man, that is a huge experience for me. Like I, you know, you smell that, you just smell that lemon. Like sometimes, mm -hmm. sometimes it's just the aroma, you know, just but adding that like peel or like you know with the cock with the mint. with the old fashioned. Yum. Yes, mm. mint is oh. is so good yes. to like have. What kind of cock what do you make? With mint, like mo just mochi. We just made a we just made a julep. Oh. Um, we tried making mint juleps this this weekend, but that's unfortunately was the only highlight was the mint <laughs> the mint smell on the way. My favorite drink um, at Parlor has mint in it. Yeah, mm. and that's you how you remember really it. You don't even taste it; you just smell it on the way up. So good. But it like totally prepares your palate, I think, yeah. for something yeah. delightful. Ooh. And and it's I mean those, I feel like I'm already f feeling so much uh, joy pleasure. From my drink, just from the smell before yes. I even sip before, anything. Yeah. You know? What what? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Well, cheers. Thanks. Cheers, friends. Cheers, friends. To Monday. To a Monday. To Monday. Made a lot better. Oh. Made a lot. Made a lot. Bitter. To Monday. Made a lot bitter. I'm curious about this. Break this down for me. Okay. Let's let's get serious. I'll All right. break it down for you. Janelle, I for want reals. you to break this down for me. I would love, if anything happens with this podcast, I would love for this to inspire the need for curiosity in people. Yeah. And just to ask better questions. I was I was walking around today and this thought keeps popping in my mind. And of the image and of to trying to encourage people to even meditate or think on how curiosity can benefit themselves and their relationships in a small way. And the thought came to mind of how many times you've sat one-on-one -on -one with someone mm -hmm. and you th like, kept up with them on Instagram uh, or social media okay. and you think you know how they're doing, what's going on in their lives, right? Right. And then you sit down and you genuinely are curious about how they're doing and you ask them how they're doing and something pops up and they're like dealing with some kind of crap that you would have had no idea oh, that they were okay. dealing with. You know, like just serious conversations that come up. So you're talking specifically about social curiosity versus... Yeah, just I'm, like... I'm just thinking of curiosity in the smallest sense of being curious about someone other than yourself in like a one-on-one -on -one situation. I feel like that's even the smallest sense of curiosity for me. Of like bare bones... You care enough to ask someone else how they're doing yeah. instead of asking 
and just waiting for your turn to reply. And okay. how that benefits the relationship because we've all, I mean, I just think about a conversation I had this week and I left the hang and I realized on the way home that the person did not ask a single question about me mm-hmm. the entire time and how that like pushes relationships apart. Yeah. And I didn't know if you guys have had any of those relationships. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Simply yes. <laughs> I don't know. That's the long-winded version. Yeah, the question, of, though, just I mean, if you're asking. At first, asking. I was thinking, but you're going in more of a social. What was the first thing that came to your mind? The first thing that came to my mind is the two things that they say that help kids be successful is curiosity and grit. I like that. We can come back to the social thing, but I, I think I, too, think about the just um, curiosity. When you first brought that up, yeah, I was thinking more just like in curiosity in life yeah, in general. I and I think that that's, that's what brings... I mean, that, that's what like real learning is. Just like right. mm-hmm. you're not actually curious. Right. Right. You won't. You're not going to retain it. No. Yeah. And and for me, I always go back to, and I apply this in so, in different ways in my life too, but just like, you only have one life to live. Like, you're only going to be here for a limited number of years. It's like, why not try to experience the mm-hmm. most things that you can or learn about the most things that you can or... Um, taste the most things that you can or experience the most things that you can like i mean uh i think that curiosity it brings richness to yeah to every interaction whether if like and and um i think when it comes i don't know any thoughts any other thoughts on that you know with like curiosity and grit or have you seen that in your students Talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, and there's a and there's a book about it too. I forget mm. what it's called. Okay. Um, I totally agree with that though. One hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, I and I think I guess, I guess in the social setting, when I think of curiosity, for me, then I, I think it's still it's the same can apply. I guess when I think about it, like you're gonna have a different a different depth to a relationship. Um, if you're actually curious about someone, you're going to have a better understanding of, of people. I, I believe that the, the reason that why that we're here on, on earth together is to connect. I think that that's the, that's what you're meant, what we're meant to to do here. It's not just to accomplish, um, uh, goals or dreams. The reason why we're here is to be connecting with each other and see each other. I think the only way that you can see somebody is to be curious about yeah. about them and try to understand them. Um, so that's a shame if you hang out with someone and don't ask them a single question about them. Yeah. If they're just like your sounding board, if they're just mm-hmm. uh, the person that that you are always just sharing your life story with. I mean, we all know people like that, right? Yeah. Of course. We all have those relationships, yeah. I guess. So. But I don't feel like that's really a relationship. Do they really it's one know way. you? It's a relationship. It's a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that's actually funny. a term that we use. Um, but yeah, I think... At your retreats. <laughs> yeah, right, right. No, I do think that that's... Um, Curiosity. I think curiosity gets a bad rap. When you're a kid, you like hear that term. Curiosity killed the cat. You know. Yeah. Uh, when I really, 
I think it's because and how often do we squash that though in like cat has nine lives that was always my response right um often we scratch that just with like little in little ways um, right. when really like curiosity is is the only i mean it's going to be the thing that spurs on the next genius yeah. or the next right. thing that that, yeah. that makes the world better yeah. um i mean curiosity is the basis behind science and, and art and um just i think civilization mm-hmm. right yeah. right uh but I do think that social media gives us a false sense of knowing people. Yes. And so you don't have questions or you're not curious. You think you know everything that's going on already. Mm-hmm. But yeah. really, they're posting everything that's good about their lives or the best version of themselves. Mm-hmm. So then it's like needed even more right. to be yeah. intentional about it. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, I thought you're, you're, you mentioned like staying curious. Because mm-hmm. you're talking about being a kid and you talk about child developments, curiosity mm-hmm. and grit. And I have been brainstorming of just my what I believe and hold to be true within curiosity in the sense of this whole project or whatever. And in all of it, I started realizing that it was forcing it. Like, you got to be intentional about curiosity. you got to work on it. Mm-hmm. But everything you're saying confirms what I've kind of been falling into of realizing it's more important just to stay curious because everybody's mm-hmm. curious. You look at any yeah. kid, right? You everybody starts out as curious, asking people questions mm-hmm. until your parents tell you to shut up, quit asking right, questions, or you're, you're asking too many questions. Yes, uh, or you get embarrassed. Right. Yeah. yeah. Curiosity is yeah, it's an instinct. I mean, that's why that's why you learn anything in life. It's like oh, I'm curious how that person figured out how to walk around on their two legs. You know, uh, and a kid will f- figure it out, right? Yeah. With their curiosity, or how are you uh, speaking that language? Yes, uh, I mean that's that's <laughs> it's in us. It's in everybody, you know. Yeah. But then it's you know gets shut down somewhere. Where do you live? In the city. Do you have a house? Apartment. On a rent. Rent. What do you do for a living? Lots of things. Where's your office? Don't have one. How come? It's a long story. Do you have kids? No, I don't. How come? What's your record for consecutive questions asked? 38. What are you asking me? You're talking to me? What are you? Pop quiz, hot shot. Expect me to talk? out actually that the word mixology actually is from like 200 years ago it's really just, it's become you know very you know it's kind of like the word hipster of the bar totally. world you know like <laughs> man so you try to avoid mixologists yeah like you that. know it just it has these negative connotations with you yeah. know like you know arrogance and bad attitudes and you know slow drink production you know i possess those arrogance and the bad attitude i have those things you know <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm not wrong in those, so, but you know, yeah, we, you know, we try to avoid those terms, even though it's what kind of resonates with the consumer. Yeah, you know, yeah. But what we do, but you know, and it's not like you're, you know, it's just as arrogant to cre- to, uh, you know, uh, 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 respond to somebody and be like, well, actually, I'm I'm just the, a barkeep. Yeah, know? the you're proper like, term is. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. bar. The proper term is coctologist. Coctologist, yeah, yeah, like, uh, yeah, keeper so. of the bar. Mm-hmm. I prefer to say. It. Oh, that's so funny, man! I love that. You know, this podcast 
has been kind of the same experience in the thought of uh, creatives. Like I hate the term creatives for the same thing because uh, everybody's creative. Like right. young, like the biggest pet peeve of mine is the term young creative. It's the l- biggest load of bullshit in the world, I think, because you're, it could be old, young, whatever it is. It's just uh, it brings all these connotations of someone that's not like working for a living. Yeah. Essentially, like it brings all these things to your mind. Yeah. But like, how do you talk with, to someone with that focus of like creativity and creating something? Yeah. Without using those stipulations, so I love that. So yeah. what do you, what do you if you say what do you do for a living? Your I term mean, is. I mean, that's the thing too, because like I then I like to be like, well, I'm a bartender, <laughs> yeah, and everyone around right. me is like, no, you're not. You're not a bartender. <laughs> like, when's the last time you bartended? I was like, yeah. well, a couple weeks ago, yeah. I had a guest shift. I bartended for two hours totally. in Toronto. Yeah. Wasn't that, doesn't that count? I mean, you know, uh, we this- are. Yeah, I mean, I guess you know, Bitter Cube. I mean, we're entrepreneurs. I mean, I'm an yeah. entrepreneur. You know, yeah. I started a business. In, in 2009 from nothing and we've grown it to something yeah. and we do lots of different things yeah. but the heart of what we do is bartending yes. you know like at the at the heart of everything that every decision we make and every yeah. every path that we're trying to go on it's about the world of bartending the yeah. world of of bars and you know I think my retirement plan is to bartend again I think you know at some point I'd like to just have my own little tiny bar mm-hmm. with you know yeah. eight seats and yeah. it's open whenever I want you know from like four to seven in between my programs yes. you know that yeah. kind of thing yeah but um, for now we do much more than that yeah. uh, but bartending yeah. is, is always kind of the main the main focus of everything so, so I love how you say like bartending is would be the step into your retirement as in like yeah. that would be a break from what you're doing right <laughs> yes, now because <laughs> are you just like traveling nonstop it's right crazy, now crazy man yeah what I does mean, it look like um, I got home from San Francisco yesterday yeah. I was there for seven days um, we have three restaurants out there um, you know we have right now we have 17 bars in the country that mm-hmm. we manage in some capacity and then I also work uh, for Bombay Sapphire and yes. uh, so does my, my Sapphire business inspired Ira. bartender yeah yeah yes yeah. I'm I'm uh, I've judged that competition that happens every year and so that's starting uh, Monday okay. uh, so you know for the last you know seven years I've been on the road yeah. you know you know it started out 30% of the time and now it's yeah. probably like 50% of the time, totally. maybe, maybe more. Um, you know, so I leave again on Tuesday. I go to Toronto, then I go to Boston, then I go yep. to Calgary, then I go to Vancouver, then I come uh, home. And uh, so that's a 10 day trip. And those are rough, yeah. you know, and it's uh, so especially you have, is it Owen? I, I have a yeah, 12 year old okay. Owen. Uh, Man, so you're yeah. like balancing that. Yep, it's a big balancing act. More in, in, in for him, you know, so, so his mother and I, you know, uh, separated when he was two years old okay. so yep. you know he's always had he grew up with the life of like i have i have dad's yeah. family and i have my mom's family yeah, yeah. and so you know for him he doesn't it doesn't affect him i, I hope not that much where, where basically like you know he gets picked up for school mm-hmm. and i'm on an airplane yeah and then i land hopefully before he gets <laughs> done with school uh, you know like oh, and it's that's hard. so badass it's, sometimes you have to explain to him like he'll like he came home last night and he's like asking about like He's like, hey, who took this thing out of my room? And I was like, brother, I haven't been here <laughs> yeah, since the moment you weren't here. Yeah. I also got, you know. <laughs> yeah, so, totally. So, yeah. I know as much as you do. Yeah, and it's interesting. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm remarried now. Okay. And so that, that's probably Congrats. the most. Uh, thank you. Yeah, you know, we've been together for five years. We've been yeah, married yeah. for over two. And, um, you know, she's a uh, an extremely patient woman. And, yeah. uh, you know, I think that... Uh, 
it's that, that's the most difficult relationship because yeah. with Owen, you know, honestly, I don't think I'd be able to do what I do if mm-hmm. I hadn't gone, gone through a divorce with his mother. Seriously, you know, like if yeah. I had a, a, a full time, yeah, uh, sounds weird. You know, I think you're always Absol- a full time parent, but you know, just the amount of time that I have is is when I get to be grounded. You feel, so. I feel like you'd f- probably feel like you being gone more. Like he'd feel yeah. the distance more than yeah. this being something like, okay, I'm dropping you off, and then instead of going back to my place, I'm going to California. Exactly. W- yeah. Whatever that looks like, yeah. And so for, for, for my wife, Allison, you know, I think the hard part is finding that balance where, you know, if, if the only time that I'm home is mm-hmm. when we all have Owen as well, then there's not mm-hmm. a lot of time for us. And, yeah. and so that, that's where you try to find the balance. And w- when it's in balance, it's all good because I think she also doesn't want me home all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I'm not one to like just be at home <laughs> totally. and just, you know, I start to yeah. kind of, you know, uh, uh, I get anxiety about that too. So it is, it's about just balance. Like stir crazy. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I like to know that I have like, you know, my calendar right now is booked out like three months. Mm-hmm. I prefer it to like be booked out that far, but also with some pockets in it. You mm-hmm. know, we start to get so busy that we're taking meetings at 8 a.m. and yeah. 7 a.m. and 6 p.m. just to try to fit everything in. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so we, we just, we wear many hats in our company. We do lots of different uh-huh. things. And so, um, you know, that kind of, as our company grows, each one of those becomes a full-time job more than it ever has yeah. been, which is which is crazy. So. Man, that's so interesting that we we do such different things. I guess if you look at it, doing music and traveling all the time too. Same thing with three months out. Yeah, there's so many similarities. It seems like. So, have you? Do you have any like tricks that you have like learned like mentally to be like when you come home, you're home, or yeah. do you have like. Have you put like hard, fast rules on that? There's a lot of like, yeah, there's a lot of tricks to it, I think. And there is a lot of similarities between music and and the bar world, especially the way that we live the bar world, which is the traveling. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm doing guest bartending spots. Like I fly to Montreal. I, you know, judge a competition or I'm working on some programming. And then I'm guest bartending at somebody else's bar and people come and see me and come to taste my drinks. Like that's very similar to, you know, instead of a guitar, I have a, you know, bar spoon. Yes, and you're sitting (laughs) here. That's so badass. And and I learned that, you know, I was in a band for about five years. Music is a big part of my life. And I was in a band called Wookie Foot for like five years. And, uh, you know, very different, a very different lifetime ago. (laughs) But, you know, when I transitioned out of that, you know, there's obviously that you feel this like, you know, this this longing for that feeling of performing. And I really, um, you know, transferred that to the bar where I just realized like, you know, people are still coming to see you. You're yeah. still performing for them. You know, like when someone sits at your bar for a couple hours, like that is a show piece. I and love that was that. when I learned, I learned that yeah. at Town Talk really. And, and we've just kind of grown that more and more. I mean, that's really what hospitality is yeah. in the bar world is, is very connected to, to, you know, having a night out and seeing a live performance. Man, I love that. I, I that totally resonates with me because I love the thought of, like, hey, like, I'm gonna, this is an experience. Like, you're yeah. here right now, and I want you to have, like, a memory of this moment right, right now. And I'm going to put on, like, an experience of the show for you. I love that. Yeah. Man. And I think that, uh, you know, there is, there is a level of arrogance and a level of snobbery. And, you know, I think for myself, you know, I've kind of been, I, I got lucky and I've been able to kind of incorporate the 
the arrogance or the uh, the, <laughs> the the big headedness is kind of almost part of my like flair at this point. Yes. But we do we do when we're teaching and training people, we talk about humility a lot and and trying to uh, keep our bar teams humble because yeah. you know what happens is when when you start to take ownership over these things that you're doing, that's when that happens and yes. it becomes a detriment to the guest experience. Yeah, man, that's a great way to put it. Because I totally agree. I mean, you need some sort of like. I don't know whether you call it confidence or whatever that is, like that air of you. We call it the bartender bravado. Yeah. Bartender bravado. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I call it your rock star bartender yeah, in yeah, my yeah. book. Yeah. It's just so awesome. I love that intentionality. Yeah, I think I think appearance has something to do with it. I mean, I think you can be a really great bartender in t shirt and jeans. I think it's it's also it's like a mindset. Yes. You know, and that's you know, for me, like it, yeah. I you know, like I look at like, you know, the apron, you know, wearing an apron behind the bar to me is kind of like putting on a shield and it's also like put saying like it's saying hey i'm here i'm ready i'm doing a job yes. you know rather than like some people just wear their clothes behind the bar like i'm always yeah. trying to get everyone to put an apron on i think yeah. it means something yeah. um but you know i, I think that the, the, the guest experience is what we're trying to always have be special mm -hmm. at all of our places you know here in just minneapolis alone we have four bars now that we're managing yeah. Um, three of them more so than, you know, we have ho Hotel Hewing as well, which, okay. you know, our role there is to really just kind of uh, make sure the drinks are kind of dialed in and balanced and representative yep. of the program. But, you know, we have Alma here, Can Can Wonderland, and yes. Lawless Distilling Company. They're okay. all three completely different places. Yes. And at the heart of it, though, it's all the same, which is yeah. hospitality, which is yep. guest experience, mm -hmm. which is, you know, trying to, you know, blow minds in some way. Mm -hmm. Like, we want people to be like, wow, that's, uh, you know... I didn't think about something that way, you know, totally. or, or I've never tasted something like that. Yes, I love that. But we always teach these guys like really, you know, none of it matters if you're if you're not taking care of them because yeah. that's really why people are here is they want to be taken care yeah. of. You know, that's yeah. why this whole system works is yeah. um, is for that reason alone, especially at the bar. Like, why do people sit at the bar? And it's like, well. For, for a stronger interaction you yeah. know, with somebody. And exactly, yes. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And they're <laughs> they're always that. glad you came. And, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, totally. You can't work for me until you've seen every episode of Cheers. Of Cheers, yes. And then, because I just don't know how to talk to you otherwise. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I just can't even connect with you as a yeah. human. Yeah. Unless you see how many episodes of Cheers <laughs> did you watch? Zero? Okay, Zero. well, okay. all right, give me a call back yep. when you're ready. Uh, yeah. You have three months yeah, 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 to, yeah. to figure this out. Oh, man, awesome. Look at that, Bloody Mary. This is magical. Thank you. These, uh, this uh, on the rim there, you have, what does it look like? Just, uh, there might be like some salt, salt gasano yep. there. So that's a Oaxacan worm salt. It's delicious. I hope you're not oh. vegetarian. No. No, perfect. Oh, that's so good. It might so just good. be a sea salt. I can't tell right now. Is it spicy? Was the salt spicy? It had a little bit kick, not yeah. super spicy. Okay. Perfect. Oh, man. This yep. Bloody Mary is amazing. Yeah, it's legit. It's almost like a... Like savory, very like savory, super oh, savory. Yeah, Man, that's yeah, awesome. It's very. Uh, we we what we do is we actually make the botanical blends uh, at our apothecary and we ship it to all of the bars. So we okay. kind of we're working on doing more like commissary stuff where yes. we can keep kind of the labor low at the bars, yep. but then we bitter cube kind of takes on some of that labor. So so you're providing not only that kind of mentoring the bar but also that service of making it here sit and then you yeah, just have a lot it. of stuff yeah you know obviously the bitters uh yeah. but then at the apothecary in milwaukee we also produce these elixirs yeah. and these are the liquids that we use for all the tap cocktails and yeah. pour over cocktails and things like that so that's so you know, awesome King Can wonderland is I, have you been yet Sarah? i haven't been uh, yet I, we were thinking about out. checking out this afternoon sarah yeah yeah and uh it's uh 
you know, we're seeing about 2,500 people every four days. Oh, and, man. You know, so if you can think about the massive amount of cocktails we're doing. Yeah. There, yeah. So, okay. So you say massive amount of cocktails. Is anything like pre-mixed cocktails? Everything Everything's is. pre-mixed. Okay. Yeah. So I have a question about that. Uh, from a out, totally outside world, no experience in bartending, uh, but there, I feel like there used to be this uh, this feeling towards pre-mixed cocktails as like subpar almost. But what if you don't know about it? Yeah. And you never know about it. And the and the way that the the cocktail is presented to you, yeah. it wouldn't even matter. It's kind of. I really. I hope you go there today oh, because totally. I think that, like, if you don't know that and you you know you like order this drink called the carrot drink and it's served yes. to you in a pot. And it has edible dirt, and it's yes. got cascara sprayed on it. I love and that. And like, if I if I give you this this thing, and I'm like, yep. drink it, and yeah. you drink it, and you're like, wow, that's amazing. And then I go, okay, I just want you to know <laughs> that I earlier today yeah. put all the ingredients together, and I just simply poured it into the pot. Most people are gonna be like, I don't know I what don't you're care. even saying, and I don't <laughs> yeah, care at totally. all. Yeah. yeah, totally. You know, and so for us, like, you know, for I look at, um, you know, for Bitter Cube, we always want to be. You know, I don't think trendsetter is the right word because I don't really care if we're setting trends. I just want to be forward thinking. Yes. And I always want to be, you know, I get bored very easily. Yeah. And it's, I get bored even faster if I see other oh. people doing what we're doing. Yeah. And I think that we're in this really amazing time in the country. Yeah. You know, it's an amazing time to be mm-hmm. a, a cocktail consultant. That's not <laughs> yes. even a real thing, right? I love like, it. What do you do? And I'm like, I think my parents think I sell drugs. Yes. You know, I'm pretty yes. sure that's what they think. But you know we've created this real thing. We we are we are cocktail consultants and and we've trained over 400 bartenders in the country in yeah. small markets and big markets. And so for me, like I look at Minneapolis as you know a place that I obviously you know feel you know very responsible for the growth that's happened here. And and you know we've changed this whole collective palette of of how we drink in this market. And in the last 11 years has been that you know La Belle Vie and Town Talk Diner in 2006 were the first places to really do this. And there's a very very large family tree that connects to those places to yes. almost everybody else. Okay. Which is awesome. That being said, everybody knows how to make Manhattans. Everybody's making Manhattans. Everybody's yeah. putting Manhattans on their menu. I'm done doing that now. You know, yeah. for me, like I look and see, I see all of these menus that are classic cocktail menus. Yeah. I think that's awesome, and I'm yeah. glad that we're there. I'm glad that there's a dozen bars that you can go yeah. and get really proper cocktails. That yeah. is amazing. Yeah. But I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. So now I want to put cotton candy in a glass. I want drinks to change color and disappear. I want cocktails to be fun and lighthearted. I want them to think outside of the box. I want them yes. to be mind-blowing. And at the end of the day, none of that has to do with, well, we, pre- you know, we do all of our cocktails all in menu. And it's like, well, that's also why your drinks take 15 minutes. Right, and the fact that you think that that's better than something else that you've never tried before is also why you're arrogant. Yes, and all that comes through in the drink. And you know what? There are I I, I can name all the bars that yeah. do this thing. That yeah. I love all of them. I love the people yeah. that work there. But now I'm on I'm on a new tip, and that's slushies, man. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I'm on the slushy, so awesome. train. the slushy train. We have six slushies at Can Can, and I'm me? getting I'm gonna get three more. Yeah. Really. You know, Dude, I love that. I, I said I'd never make adult malts again after Town Talk Diner, and uh, <laughs> yes. you know that that unfortunately is yeah. not the case. We have yeah. a whole soda fountain now, but yeah. for me, it's like uh, we're on this new the the new concept for a lot of the not just Can Can, but a lot of the programs is like nostalgia. Yes, right. Like that to Come me on. is the buzzword. Where it's like, is this drink? a time machine? Because like that's yes. what I want. Either either it's a time machine to the future. Yep. Or it's a time machine to the past. And, you know, when you taste 
drinks at Can Can. I want them to be like, oh, this reminds me of that thing. Yes. And like, you know, so that's oh what man, that uh, now all comes back to experience. Yep. Like you're thinking like, okay, what do people want? What do I want people uh, to feel? Like yeah. it's just big picture thinking to me. Yeah. I don't know. I guess, and I don't feel anything when I drink yeah. a daiquiri. Yeah. I, well, I feel like I'm curing the crippling depression that's buried deep inside <laughs> of my body. But, you know, I, I, I feel when I taste that daiquiri, you know, I don't feel the same way that, like, if I go to Can Can and I watch somebody order the happy birthday drink that's yeah. made with, you know, and we even make fun of ourselves. Like, on the menu, it's like a secret blend of four... A secret blend of birthday cake-flavored vodkas. Yes. You know, and it's served in a soda fountain glass... And you're given a sparkler, and we sing happy birthday to you, yes. and we have these poppers, and there's this big fanfare. Yes. And to me, <laughs> I'm like, so that bad. is awesome. And like, you know, to say it over and over and over and still watch the bartenders not feel dead inside and just hate their job. Like, they're like, you know, because you just see the joy on somebody's mm -hmm. eyes, and I'm like, that's it now. You know, so for me, like, I'm over classics, I'm on to circus. Yes. You know, I just don't want to be the ringleader of a bunch of different circus-inspired cocktail concepts. Man, I love that so much. That's so good. So, okay, you, so you mentioned daiquiri just then. Yeah. To me, uh, as I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to learn about, like, drinks as much as I can. And what I've kind of heard over and over is that a lot of bartenders, if they go into a bar, it's the first time there, and they want to try out a drink as they're looking through the menu of drinks. They get a daiquiri because they feel I think like you that's... mean they want to go and judge somebody. Yes. Right? Okay, Again, yeah. Like, think about that. That's like, such that's a, like, that's such I'm going to go to this bar and I'm going to judge these I'm people. I'm going to see like, what they know. That's how you're starting your yes. experience? Like, okay. They don't care that you're judging them. Why no, do you care me. that you're judging them? Oh, you know? man. I think for the consumer, that's a great thing to teach them. Okay. I think as bartenders, we have to shut the fuck up and just like yes. sit down and enjoy their eyes. Yes. You know? For me, I think that it's cool. I think that's a good secret to tell the consumer. Be like, hey, if you want to check out a new place... I always say old-fashioned, like order an old-fashioned and order a daiquiri, daiquiri okay. or gimlet. Yep. And the reason you do that is to see if they're using fresh juice and what their balance is like yeah. and things like that. I think the bigger trick is that if you're going to one of these cocktail bars is you always want to order like a glass of sparkling wine or something mm -hmm. so you can get something right away and then yes. you can give them the time to take whatever it is to that do you ordered. Whatever, yeah. yeah, so you're not just seeing they're empty-handed. I think that's a good thing. Well, I think, you know, and I think more bars should be handing... You know, if, yes. if you're a bar that takes 10, 15 minutes before you get your drink, then yeah. you should be kind of you know, preemptively taking care of people that way. But yes, yes. I think every Have bartender has now. those like litmus cocktails. Mm -hmm. Yes. I'm trying to be less of that. I'm trying to not go into places and be like, well, I waited seven minutes before somebody greeted me. And yes. uh, yeah, we're, we're, I think in the culture of bar world too, we're all... We all try to act like we're really supportive of each other, but I think like just as easily everybody wouldn't mind if everybody else failed, you know? Totally. It's, it's, and, and, and that's in more some markets more than others. You know, there are some markets like, you know, Montreal, for example, is a very well knit, like knit, connected community mm -hmm. of people. I really love I really love the cocktail scene there. Mm -hmm. But then like, you know, you can go one city over to Toronto and it's like you don't feel the same synergy yeah. that that they have there and things yeah. like that. So But, yeah. you know, I think, again, just like musicianship, uh, bartenders, there's a huge ego. You know, we we're you, you have to have there's like a level of I think you were saying this. Yeah. You have to have a level of egoism in order to get on stage. Yeah. Just to get up and be like, whatever it is about me, other people want to watch. Like yes. that requires some, some yes. of that. How do we manage that so that it's not uh, uh, a burden to our success, yeah. I think, is the, the challenge, you know. Oh man, I love that. Because the stage is, if you're doing anything original, 
stage yeah. could be whatever behind the bar yeah. on, a, on a regular stage or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you studied theater. You I went, went to, to school, school for theater. that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so that like that kind of stage too, like whatever it is. I love that thought of like, no, like I'm here to put on kind yeah. of like a performance in whatever field that is. Yeah, and I do the playlist for most of the places here at Alma. I do the playlist and I do the playlist for a bunch of bars. We have a Bittercube bar playlist. Yes. And and so like I'm controlling in a lot of ways, but, yeah. but like when it comes to like the bartending, like, you know, I'm trying to control all of the sensory opportunities. Yep. So, yeah. so like if I'm playing the playlist and I'm basically the DJ for the evening, yep. and then you know I used to do stand up comedy for two years. I did stand up. Of course, so you like did. Yeah. So that <laughs> yeah. that is so bartending. Awesome. Like yeah. just you know like if you okay so like here's the music. I'm in charge of the music. Yes. Here are my jokes. Yes. Now here's a bar and here are the cocktails. Like, yes, that's crafting it. the whole deal. Yeah, and that's oh, all yes. I want to do when I retire. Yeah, really, oh, that's so good. <laughs> Okay, uh, man, okay, tell me about this. What I've learned in talking with people and traveling and doing music is it's easy to look at someone and feel like they have it all figured out. But I feel like you really do have something figured out just from the outside and what I've seen and just looking up your stuff and looking at other interviews with you. And it seems like you have this like idea of core, what is you that gets you pumped. And that, that is fluid with the things in life and your interests that have taken you. Now this is like the bigger interest that like the bartending world, uh, mixology, whatever it is, like this world that you're doing is like your focus now and seems like that's gonna be it for a long time. Yeah. But it's like traveled with you from like theater, stand-up comedy, of this thing of like, no, I'm gonna hold your attention and I'm gonna yeah. do it in a, and put it back on you in a way that makes your evening better or like your night or whatever it is yeah. and give you a good experience. Like, so I'm just interested how, have you always been like confident and that's like your interest? I think confidence is the thing, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think I can remember back to the moment I discovered what confidence was, like back in like ninth yes. grade. Yes, okay, tell me know? about that. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, so I was, I mean, I grew up pretty religious. I was a, a, a you know, Lutheran uh, youth guy all in Fairbone, Minnesota. And, uh, I went on a church retreat to Brooklyn and yes. I was with, you know, other people from my other youth from my congregation, yeah. but like these older like girls that were going to be seniors yes. and I was going to be in 10th grade. And I went from this transition of like, Oh, these girls think I'm funny. Yeah. And if I laugh, if I make them laugh, then I, that makes me feel good. Yeah. And then like when we got back and then school started, you know, these girls were like that dude is the funniest person. <laughs> totally. And I went yeah. from like, you know, being kind of just like whatever. Yep. And, and, you know, I'm not a sports guy. Yeah, I'm not, you know, just a, a choir yep. kid, you know. And then they're just like that. Here, you come hang out with us. And yeah. then something like, who's this? Hilarious. Yeah. Who is this 10th grader that all these yeah. girls are hanging out with? And then like I kind of like it was like that year like where you're just developing you're like, well, what am I afraid of? Like I should just be who I am because people yes. seem to enjoy that. You know, I was just kind of a weird kid, you know, I still am a totally weird kid, but somehow I just, I managed to capitalize on that. Yeah. And, and I kind of ran with that throughout high school. And, you know, my senior year, you know, when you go like the, the, uh, like most involved, yeah. like, you know, the, yeah. I got one class clown and yes. most involved and most school spirit. I was yeah. the, uh, 
I was the fucking uh, mascot for our, yes, for our football team. Yes. Yeah, it was amazing. Oh, I love it. I was Freddie the Falcon, yeah. yeah. And so, you know, and then you take that with you to college and, and you know, what I went to school for theater and uh, uh, English, but, you know, what I was really trying to go to school for was to be a motivational speaker. Yes. Uh, that's what I wanted to do. Really? And then, oh. you know, and then I met girls yep. and, uh, you know, drinking yep. and uh, some other extracurriculars <laughs> Extra, that, yeah. and, uh, you know, lots of uh, eye-opening yeah. experiences. Experiences and I was yep. like, oh, I, uh, I was like, you know where I really should be is on the stage, stand up. Yes. You know, because I was overwhelmed by the U of L. I went to school at the yep. university here and I was overwhelmed by like the theater program. Was like, I walked in and I was like, oh shit, everybody here is way better than me and <laughs> all of this stuff. <laughs> totally. You know, and so I found my, my calling was like, yeah. Stand up. I was doing open mic nights yep. wherever I could, and uh -huh. I did uh, comedy sports and all that stuff, kind of. And then, and then I joined Wookie Foot after that, and yep. uh, you know, performing for thousands of people. And, yes. And so it's like all of these things are just building that confidence, or like that. Yeah. And, and so it is. It's a lot about that, and I think that you know the transition from music to bar to the bar world was I went back to school to get my English degree, oh, yeah. and I opened up Town Talk Diner that same year. Yes. And somewhere through that that year of school, I was like, I'm never going to be happy as an English teacher. I'm never going to, you know, the financial opportunity is not there. And so, you know, this is what I, that's when I really recommitted to the world of, of bartending. And as we started to get noticed for the work that we were doing, you know, as soon as we're like, oh shit, like we're in the paper for making drinks. Yes. Let's keep down this path. And so that's what it was. It was yeah. like, that kind of started it. And, and that recognition makes you drive to, uh, you know, feed yeah. your ego a little bit. <laughs> so then out of that, at some point you have this idea, like we need bitters, like bitters. Well, yeah. So in 2006, there was only one bitters available yeah. here, Angostura. Yeah. And, you know, the market wasn't really ripe with a bunch of unique yeah. stuff. Yeah. But so Aaron Johnson and I really set out to make everything in-house that we could. So cool. it wasn't just bitters. It was liqueurs, vermouths. Tinctures, tonics, tonic, syrup, big, yeah. everything. Everything that we can make in-house, we were trying to make in-house. Cool. And so, yeah, we had a bunch of bitters that we were working on. Some of the formulas that we make today are from that time. Yeah. And then that's when I met Ira, uh, who's my okay. business partner. Mm -hmm. He was working at the Violet Hour in Chicago. Which, which, you know, it's crazy that we've been through this for nine years now and yeah. just been so... Uh, you know, without not not without conflict to say yeah. the least, but the fact that we've made it this far as a yeah. as an equal partnership is, is yeah. really fascinating. Man, that's so cool. Well, and like a testament to you guys as people. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean or, or, or our wives as people. Yeah, yeah. yeah we always talk about his wife Kara as like yeah. the third like mysterious bitter cube. Yes. Like she's really the reason that yeah, yeah that we have yeah. still happening. So like you two are idiots. Yeah, makeup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for, yeah. Totally figure this out. Figure it out. Yeah. Oh man. It's now just talking with you. It's obvious that the, the bitter cube, bitter thing, is a big part of what you do, but not like the biggest picture of, right. of like your focus. It's your focus is so much bigger. Yeah. And so I love that. I mean, my the reason we're sitting here is because of bitter cubes, but that opens up so many other things because it's because I. So I'm, we've met twice before, and there's no way you'd remember. But we, <laughs> there's no way. But I, w I went to, it was, uh, it was uh, Eat Street Social, yeah. both of them, and you were like maybe bartending there, or you're yep. doing, or you were something there. Yep. And it was one of my, one of the first experiences where Sarah and I, we live in South Minneapolis, and I was like, man, like, great cocktail, the whole package that you're talking about was there, but it wasn't like that slide across with a, you're welcome, by the way. It was like super nice, yeah. and we left like having just a great time. Then I head on tour, and then I stop in this place called Libertine in Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Yeah. 
and all of a sudden I see start seeing bitter cubes there and yeah. other places while I'm out on the road. Yeah. And I'm like, oh man, like this is such a bigger thing yeah. than just like the Midwest. It's exploding. And so I love that thought of like, you guys had this idea naturally and then it just kind of explodes and goes from there. Yeah, explode. I think in hindsight we'll say that word. Yeah, but it's oh, been yeah. you know it's like when grow. you're in it, it's like yeah, yeah, it's a grind. It's a slow growth. Well, I mean you know we've seen about a forty percent growth every year. That's yeah. kind of huge actually awesome. for a small yeah. business. And I, you know we're getting to this place now where like the reputation of Bitter Cube and what Bitter Cube is and yeah. what it means to people yes. is is greater than what we are as individuals, which yes. I think is really wonderful. Yeah, it's wonderful to kind of be able to look at this thing you created from above and be yes. like, wow, we did that. Man. Which is really cool. Man, such a great point. Okay, so that, everything you just said encompasses why I'm doing this podcast. And that is, people see people that are successful or that they look up to you, uh, which I feel you being one of those people for a lot of people. Uh, and you, we look at it romantically and think, oh man, you've got it made. It's been so easy. Right. You just so you're successful. Like right. I just said, I even like accidentally say exploded. And I know there's no way in hell yeah. subjects explodes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. like it's like the grind to like talk about like hearing like no, you have this idea and there's like work behind it and yeah. like you have to have that confidence in yourself and yeah. like that the part that nobody talks about. It's almost ignorance too. It's like people are like, well, how did you get here? And you're like. It's like stubborn ignorance and confidence mixed together. Oh my gosh. Because you're just like, yes. I'm not going to listen to anybody else. Yes. Tell me what to do. Yes. And I'm not going to look up. You know, for us, like, I'm like, the big thing is, is, like, when we set sail on this plan, like, we basically just sat on laptops and built this company yeah. for two months. Yeah. And, like, we didn't look up and go, yeah. Are there competitors? Yep. Are there other people out there doing what we're doing? We're yeah. just because if you do that, you're always gonna stop doing what you're doing. As soon yeah. as you're like, I've got an idea. Let me see what what else is out there. Mm -hmm. You're always gonna be discouraged. And for us, it's kind of like how we got here was by just blind ignorance and just you know we yeah. didn't look up until it was too late. We already yeah. started it. <laughs> we're already going. We already yeah. started it. Dude, you, I figured out what I think you do. Your new title to me personally, if we, if we cross paths again, is this. You're the music director of the cocktail world. Dude, you totally are. Like you yeah. are, like you have your, you have to do your own thing musically, but then you approach uh, bars that you're working with and then you have to like put, it sounds like you put your own ego aside and you're like, okay, what do you as a bar need for yeah. the people that are coming in here? Yeah. Let's create that. I'm gonna bring myself to it, but I'm thinking of you like as your needs. Now, if I use the word creative, yeah. director, does that mean I don't have a real job? Because <laughs> yeah, that sounds amazing. Totally. Director yeah, of creative. Enjoy, yeah. That sounds like you have a lot of free time. Yeah. <laughs> totally. I, you know, I feel like at the end of the day, what we really hope we're doing is is inspiring people. Yeah. We hope that we're, we're, you know, for me, the idea of the growth of the business yeah. is really important. You know, the, we've changed people's lives all over the country yeah. with this concept of this type of bartending yeah. and really wanting to continue to cultivate those relationships and that, that growth yeah. for people. Uh, and for us, yeah, you know, we're hoping, you know, I'm, this is my retirement plan, you know, other yeah. than the bar, but Come on. you know, we're, we're kind of all in here in terms of like what we've got going on and what our path is. And yeah. so, you know, I hope I'm working this hard yeah. now for someday to not have to, you, yeah. you have to believe that. And yeah. if you don't, it's, you have to believe there's a goal at the end. You have to believe there's a reason and you have to believe that somehow there's a reward yes. that's greater than totally. this. Otherwise it's hard to, yeah. It'd be hard to get out of bed, yeah. and I think it'd be hard to stay up late and work. Yes. You know, so. And at the same time, loving where you're at in the moment too, like that balancing of act of like not so far focused, 
but you it sounds like you love where you're at right now too. Yeah, and you must feel that, that same way. Like you know, I mean, yeah, we might be doing stuff all day, but like, are we really working? Like, it doesn't feel like that. Yeah, you know, it's that 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 old saying. You know, if 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 you love what you do, you never feel like you worked a day in your life. Well, it's that's total, bullshit. Total I've, bullshit. Yeah, yeah, I've definitely felt <laughs> yeah, like I've worked <laughs> several days. I'm working my ass off. Yeah, right yeah, now. yeah. But at the same time, like it does, it brings a lot of joy. Yeah. it's not just to you, but to other people. Uh, it makes it all worth it. Dude, that's so good. Dude, that's so good. Man, okay, I could talk with you all day. I want to be respectful of your time. Uh, it's 11. Let me ask, uh, just have a couple questions. Yeah, serious, real fire. questions, right. yeah. Uh, I don't know how serious and real they are, but they're interesting <laughs> to me, man. Okay, so uh, if you, uh, on the personal side, if you had to go back and you had to talk to your like junior high or like even skip ahead when you were going to school for theater originally or yep. something like that, yep. if you had to tell yourself something in the terms of... Uh, like we're talking about the center of like what it is that makes you tick. If you had to give yourself a piece of advice, what would you have told yourself? Well, you know, I think uh, <laughs> we'll keep it clean. Um, like the, Dude, it does not yeah, yeah, clean. Yeah. The uh, uh, thing I, I would say is, I think you know, one thing I talk about too is like that lack of direction in your life, and like where would you have gone in that period of time? And I think. I think that I wish more people would have told me to focus on business rather than liberal arts. Like I feel mm. like like that high school, like I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. Yes. And everyone just always like everyone pushes everybody into liberal arts. Like get a liberal arts degree, yeah. go to liberal arts college. And it's yes. like really if you don't know what you're doing, you should learn how to be a business person mm -hmm. because you know, now looking at having uh -huh. a, 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 a rather successful company that's continuing yeah. to grow, like there's most of what I do, I do not know what I'm doing. You know, like <laughs> yeah, Ira makes the same joke. He's like, yeah, yeah. Nick, you know, like uh, if we if we knew this is what we we're gonna do, I would have been a lawyer and yep. uh, uh, a food scientist yes. and uh, yeah, you know, an accountant would have been yes. great. So like, you know, in those realms, I think that, you know, focusing more on things that could have been more valuable for me today, yep. I think in hindsight would have been yep. great. Um, but uh, yeah, it's hard to say when you go back. I, re I really do love where I'm at in my yeah. life for, for, the, for the most part. I think, you know, you, I, would ha I, would, I don't know if I would ever be comfortable saying I'm really happy with all of it because yeah. then, then again, like, you know, I, I grew up pretty poor and, and yeah. I grew up with, like my whole life has been a drive and a push and like I feed off yes. of that and so yeah. you know I'm 36 years old if I'm like yeah I got everything all figured out would be yeah you know I'd if probably, it had been easy for you yeah, you wouldn't yeah. have had the drive to get to where you are right now so you know no regrets at all but I think that uh, in hindsight I sometimes wish that I, maybe I would have uh, finished a business degree or something <laughs> like that <laughs> tell you preaching yeah. the choir right yeah, now yeah 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 like yeah the music degree I, t I dropped out of really yeah. does me a lot of good. Okay, uh, then last question. Most of the people listening to this are not uh, bartenders. They're just creators in any way. Uh, but I love like making cocktails. If there is one or two things someone could buy to up their co making cocktails at home or learning about that, like what would you say for like the home person interested in making cocktails that would be? Well, if you buy a, one of the Bitter Cube variety packs, yes. check this out. Come on. Inside of the box, there is a recipe card yeah. which lists the seven pillars of masterclass cocktails. So this is the foundation that we yes. teach all of our bartenders. As we say, yep. instead of there being like thousands and thousands of drinks mm -hmm. out there, there's really only seven drinks that most cocktails come from. Okay. And so we have that inside of the box. And then on our website, there's a cocktail database with thousands yes. of drinks that are variations 
on those themes. Okay. And so I think that you know one big thing that we've always wanted to do as a company is is here are these bitters that we use mm-hmm. for cocktails, but what we're really giving people is education and opportunity to learn from us. Yes. So that would be the first one. Yes. I think the second one would be um, you know. Uh, a cocktail book of some mm-hmm. sort. I think some of my favorite are Imbibe by David Wondrich. Uh, there's one called Craft Cocktails at Home by Kevin Liu. Okay. Um, but these books are really cool and exciting for people yeah. to, to get into. Yeah. Um, but, you know, more than anything, if people really love drinks, they just need to find the right bar and the right bartender that yes. wants to share that with them. Because, yes. you know, we have lots of those people that come and sit at the bar and just, like, you know, here's how I make this old fashioned, yeah. you know, and, and, and I think that's always a good way to have a, mm-hmm. a good relationship. With, you want to have a good relationship with a solid bartender and a, somebody at a solid liquor store. Yeah. Those two things I think are really Man, important. I feel, I feel the same way, which is always tough because there's so many awesome places, but becoming a regular at yeah. some place is such a valuable thing. Yeah. Uh, okay. So the bitter cube pack, where can people find that? Uh, at any respectful, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> at any respectable liquor store okay. here in Minneapolis, but on our website as well, bittercube.com. Awesome. Yep. And if people want to get a hold of you, or are you online, like yeah. social media, yeah, what yeah, would yeah. that look like? Um, What's Nick, your handle? Nick Kostovich, and okay. then, uh, Nick at bittercube.com is my email. I'm so thankful that I don't have to deal with Guinness giveaways right now. That said, the winner of this week's obligatory Guinness giveaway from our not, definitely not a sponsor, Guinness Beers, the proper username on his iTunes comment is dash 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 Clark dash 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 dash. All right, let's get with it. Clark said, Rob's podcast is amazing. Great conversations that balance perfectly between fun and witty to insightful and thought provoking. Highly recommend it. I have one huge problem in my life. We have no beer glasses in our house. Honestly, drinking beer out of my hands is starting to become very gross and highly inefficient. After question number four, I was inspired to dig out my childhood Lego collection and solve all my problems. Once you get past the odd plasticky flavor, it works awesome. All that being said, I'm sure some Guinness glasses would be much, much better. Well, it's funny Clark says that. I reached out. I found Clark's cell phone number let's give him a call because Clark you're a winner how do I do this All right. I, yeah should I call him do you know him <laughs> yeah <laughs> no I don't think so hey Rob his name is Clark Strasberg Ooh, his name is Clark. He's the sexiest man I've ever called right now at this moment. Hey, uh, Clark, you are technically not live, but I'm recording this for the podcast episode that's coming out tomorrow. And I'm I'm calling you to let you know that your comment was so epically funny uh, that (laughs) you are this week's winner of the Guinness Beer Glass and Beer Giveaway. Oh my gosh! I just need I'm to. So excited right now! I hope you're so excited. I just want to let you know that you can throw those Legos away. <laughs> <laughs> they're soaked in beer, so they're they're not good for kids anymore. So. <laughs> oh man, that's so good, dude! How's your day going? You doing all right? Yeah, I'm doing great. I'm People... Some chicken out in my backyard. Oh, nice! 
Someone made a comment on my on my Instagram saying that this these giveaways are rigged only to my friends. But you can attest <laughs> that I had no idea it was you until I texted you or reached out to you, right? Can we just yeah. announce that right now? Okay. It's, true. it's not rigged. It could possibly be rigged though. It's not rigged you, at all. If it was it's rigged impossible though. Impossible to be rigged. <laughs> it's literally how could this if you really think about it, how could this be rigged in any way? Uh but I will say, if it was going to be rigged, you are the first person I would rig it towards. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm honored. Uh, dude, okay, well, um, let's grab coffee here soon, then. Yes, let's do it. Make it happen. Are you around this weekend next or something? Yeah, I'm around all the time. Sweet. Just a constant state of aroundness. <laughs> constant. Perpetual. Uh, that's awesome. All right, dude, well, I'll catch you later. Sounds good, man. All right. See you, Clark. See you, man. It's kind of fun calling people. Is he married? Yes.